Let's Talk Therapy with Leanne Lynch and Megan Clinton. We are so happy to have you here with us. In our podcast, we talk about mothering and life and the healing gifts both bring. This podcast is about using the tools of therapy to lead an authentic life. to Two Mums Talking Therapy with Megan Clinton and Leanne Lynch. We're so excited to have you here. And I know when I speak for myself, I'm a little nervous and terrified as we kind of step into this. And yeah, so much it's all about, yeah, for me being authentic as I do this. So really holding what I'm feeling as part of the process. Thank you so much, Megan, for that beautiful introduction. Yes, I am so excited and I'm so nervous to be here in two mums talk therapy. And this is quite um, a big step for me, I would say. How about you, Megan? Yes, it is. It's that, um, that next step of being seen and bringing what I want to bring into the world at another level. and. in a way, in a way that's deeply supported, not deeply supported, deeply supportive of myself, of being seen and heard and sharing what I've always really wanted to share with the world. And my passion around, you know, supporting parents and mothers, and also doing that deep transformational work um, as a mother, and um, really being able to support mothers in that transformation. Oh, I love that. I love that, that supportive piece, because um, that is, I suppose, that's where me and you have done so much work around this in, in our relationship with one another, isn't it? It is mm. a deep inner healing to stay connected and authentic to who we actually are. And I suppose I've spent 16 years really um, on this journey of my own inner work and discovering who I really am and breaking down that conditioning and feeling, understanding all my behaviors and my traumas and feeling into all those feelings. And now I'm stepping out into the world by wanting to be me rather than just happen to be somebody else or just happen to show people what they what what I think that they want to see from me rather than me just being me and seeing you know I'm you know I know we talked about this before but staying soft you know we're moving from this um, very patriarchal paradigm into a much more authentic whole um new earth so to speak and and it is that that I don't want to move into this masculine energy to feel safe in the world that I want to be soft I want to stay in my feminine I want to stay compassionate I want to stay empathic I want to stay true to who I am but also to to feel safe as me too and you know I think 
my relationship with you are listening we've been listening to one another for a year now quite deeply haven't we Megan and um yeah so so that's my intention really Mm. oh I love hearing that there's so many different things that I kind of want to respond to and I hear that and I think one of the things that really reminds me of you know as well having done decades of healing is what kind of really drew me into gestalt psychotherapy was the perspective that human beings are incredibly complicated and when we try and reduce them in any kind of way we lose the exquisite beauty that they have and So it drew me in because there was no pathologizing, no making people wrong for their processes. It was just sitting with exactly what was present for them in the now. And that's really that bringing forward that authenticity, that that exactly who you are in that moment from moment to moment and just being with that. And I and really holding it in a way that is bringing in as much awareness of the process for a person, as well as kind of holding it in a very holistic way. So holding the emotions, the physical sensations, the thought processes that are happening, so that when somebody is starting to experience it, they can draw on a whole lot of different aspects of themselves. Whereas often in a traumatized state, we're just mainly in our head. And it's, we have very limited resources to then process or what's coming up for us in that moment, whereas that really bringing the other aspects of ourselves, it just, it enables us to really be there, be present, be able to process and heal and integrate. And it was just, yeah, so it was something that I've really brought into my work in a lot of different levels. And you know, I know often people talk to me about, you know, what is Gestalt psychotherapy and how do you work? And I don't know if you have the same experience, Leanne, but I have done so many trainings over the decades that to actually explain in words exactly what I do that has become so embodied, I can actually find quite difficult at times. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because we have named our podcast Two Mums Talk Therapy. And, you know, I think you've really touched on that, that the talk therapy is not just about talking. It is that embodiment. It is that uh, feeling. It is, you know, getting in touch with the body. And it's not just about thinking or talking or the cognitive basis behind it. But that is also a tool. So, you know, I, because I'm, I'm exactly the same. I'm actually psychodynamic, and um, that's my background. And and I can't even explain to you what psychodynamic is. Only that there's a mixture of psychoanalysis, and there's a lot of Melanie Klein and Bowlby and attachment theory and all of that sort of stuff. And um, but for me, it's it's like you're saying that I'm just drawn to different mod- modalities, and it's like um, it's I suppose it's becoming more me. And the modalities, it's just, it's like another toolkit in my box of what I feel is so useful to me. Because on this journey, this is not just about me being a therapist and supporting other people. I've got to, I'm on this journey first and foremost. I can only bring someone 
as far as I've done in myself. So I've got to continuously, and I don't have got to, I just love it. It's just my passion, it's who I am. So I really embody all of the different modalities and, you know, take a piece of this and take a piece of that and get passionate about this. So it's about encompassing all of the complications or the mysteries of, of who we are as humans. And, and it's not one thing is, is going to fix all, you know, and, and I suppose, you know, I've gone through different stages where I'm like deeply passionate about one thing. And then I move and like completely drawn to another thing. And, and so this, so how can there be a right or wrong in, in the world when, when we, we just need a bit of everything, you know, whatever it is we're drawn to is what we need in that moment. And, and like you, I just, I just embody, I just dive so deeply into each um, modality or each um, subject, whatever you theme or passion that I, um, I just need to embody it and completely understand it in myself first before I can actually bring it into my work. So I suppose yeah. my therapy is based on Leanne Lynch. <laughs> I love hearing that. And it is, it's like the more we progress along the journey, the more we take different parts and integrate what works and what hasn't worked. And when people find me as a therapist, it's that it sparks something in them. There's something that they are wanting to learn or to integrate or to be held. Yeah. And they can see that I have gone through that process, even if it's not a conscious seeing or knowing, it's just, we intuitively know. Sorry, was that? Yeah, a body. It's the body. Mm. The body senses from another person, don't, doesn't it? Like what you've mm. done and what you've experienced. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. I was going to say something. It's gone for the moment. I'm sure it'll come back. Oh, I do apologize. <laughs> I know. I love the, love the being. Um, uh, there was something I was going to add. It was also, it's one thing in many, yeah, in another lifetime, I used to work in um, the environmental sort of protection area. And as campaigners, and I so celebrate all the amazing work that people do on the front lines and environmental work that they do to protect the planet. There was something that I noticed in just in society, there seemed like there was a lack of connection. There was a lack of connection. And this was before I did any of my psychotherapy training. And that's what drew me in. I was like, that's what's missing. It's missing. It's the connection with ourself and what's happening from moment to moment. And when that's missing, we miss the connection to um, the people around us, that our children and the environment. And it's only once that gets sort of reestablished that we can begin to heal the planet. And so that drew me into the psychotherapy. And then I worked with parents and I worked at the Mental Illness Fellowship in, um, in Melbourne, in Victoria, in Australia. And the stories that the people that were coming to me shared were just, it became so clear that so much was actually stemmed from their childhood. And I, you know, everyone has different perspectives of, you know, whether it's genetic or whether it's as a result of our lineage or result of 
you know, how we were parented. And I think, you know, it's always a bit of everything. But for me, it seems so clear their stories of how they were parented to what they were struggling with as adults with their mental illness. And it then really drew me into how we then parent as well and drew me into aware parenting of, you know, really being able to be with our children and hold them and listen and love them so that they can become adults that have already processed so many of their emotions. Yeah, it's amazing. I love hearing how, how you got into it and that passion and that disconnection, isn't it? And the disconnection is, is really trauma, isn't it? I suppose that's mm. how I see it. It's, it's trauma, however we, we look at it. Um, my own story is my, my own trauma was triggered when I was 24, 25. And I really wanted to understand what was going on for me. And you know, I medically I could I it was could have labeled it as depression, but I knew it was much more because it was it was growth for me. It was this kind of progressive growth that every my, that my body was seeming seemingly letting go of some stuff. The stuff was overwhelming, and I didn't understand what it was because I was so young, and I didn't know how to reach out for support. I didn't know who to talk to about it, but I knew I needed to talk, and it, and and I was feeling it, and oh, I was there was a, a lot of emotions coming up, and I re, and I really wanted to 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 know what it, what it was, and um, because I didn't really want to accept the label depression because it was much more than that, and um, you know, mm. for me, depression has you've got this list of symptoms but um it's very personal it's a very personal journey it's your own personal story your own personal history your own family history as well and I suppose that's how how I got into um, I went to therapy I started therapy and um I then went from there into my training and it's interesting that we're here talking about a podcast because uh, I went I had to it was mandatory to go to a group therapy for two years every single week every <laughs> week I had to go to group therapy and there was about eight or ten of us um there was about eight or ten of us in the group and I couldn't speak for the first year I could not speak so it was mm. one hour uh was it one hour of one hour and a half I can't even remember the time and I had to sit there every single week and I could feel the pressure building the pressure was building because I wanted to participate I wanted to speak I wanted to find my voice and I just couldn't each week a week in week out I would go and I'd sit there in silence and I just oh my god until until one day I burst and I just sat there and I just said I really want to speak, but I'm so scared of speaking because I'm scared I'm going to be criticized and ridiculed and humiliated. And that was mm. it then. Wow. Wow. That's so big. Nice. And I wonder what it was like when you did actually, yes, where you were even just able to verbalize that. I wonder what it was like. Well, I haven't stopped talking, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is so that is so amazing that just that I, I don't quite know how to describe it but it's just that final opening of a door that waiting until you were ready and then when you opened it and let your voice come out it just yes 
You haven't stopped speaking. That's I so beautiful. Stopped. I love that. I haven't that. stopped talking and I'm very passionate. And it was, and you know, we could, and we could go, I could go into the, the group and I could talk about, you know, the weather or this, but being real, being real and my, my truth and my authentic voice. That's the difference in who I actually am. And I was so scared to speak about me and how I felt and who I was because it was so deeply hidden under this mask of socialized norms. Mm. Uh, but that was, the, that was the start to be, so when I was in the, there was in the group and I felt safe and I was accepted and I received so much empathy. And um, because my experience in the past, again, that's healing, isn't it? Because my experience in the past, when I, spoke about my truth or who I was as a child my experience would have been that ridiculed humiliated mm. um, and criticized and so hence that kind of that's where the mask comes in that's where okay it's wrong to be me so I need to be somebody else mm. and that's the disconnection mm. isn't it yes I, yes I so resonate with that it's that that when we can get that experience of that is different, we can be held in a different way. So when you get to express your voice as you did in that group therapy, and your experience was not the same as it was of when you first spoke, when you were younger, then that reparative experience takes place when we can be held lovingly with empathy, when we get to do something that we've always been terrified of doing because we had a painful experience at some time and there that's when the repair gets to take place yeah yeah that's right and um and the confidence starts to i suppose that's mm. why um i haven't stopped talking because it's that confidence it's that safety and the confidence that hey you know i'm actually okay here they you know mm. they haven't reached i haven't been rejected and, and mm. so that's, you know, you go down this rabbit hole of self-discovery. Well, you know, who, who am I mm. wanting to really express? And here we are, we're doing a podcast, Megan. Can you believe this? I know when you were talking about finding your voice, I was thinking, you know, there was a time if I sat in a group of people and I had to introduce myself that I would actually have a panic attack. I managed, I don't think anyone could tell I learned to actually still be able to speak in the middle of a panic attack. Although I couldn't think, I couldn't really hear anybody else any longer. My heart was pounding. I felt a little bit like I was going to vomit. And the only thing I was saying was saying my name. And I think that's what's so profound about therapy is that in therapy, you get to do that in a setting where you get neurofeedback that is different from what you got from when you were a child. Your, your therapist gets to sit across from you and give you supportive, loving, empathetic feedback. When you talk about something that's painful, when you get just get to talk, you know, use your voice for the first time, when you get to speak and say who you are, then you get a loving response. And that eventually will repattern your brain in a way that you can actually start to speak in a, a confident manner in a kind of enjoyable manner and that's sort of almost the journey we've both been on is having that had that support just being able to go from for me not being able to actually even say my name to as you say 
yes, we now <laughs> we're now recording a podcast. It's quite a it's quite a journey. It's quite a journey, and yeah, and it is that safety, isn't it? You know, I, I just feel that that's so important—the safety with somebody that you can actually be who you are, you know, and that everything is okay. You know, that when you go and you sit in that therapy room, that everything is okay. That there's nothing, there's nothing that is off limits, so to speak. Mm -hmm. That everything that you feel, all your experiences, all your thinking, that everything is okay. And it's about bringing curiosity and understanding to, to, um, to what's going on for you and bringing that. And when you bring that, it is that um, empathy and compassion then, because you're, you're, you're able to look at it from a different view. You're able to understand it and to, um, and to then see whether, whether this needs to be changed or you want to keep it. Mm -hmm. that makes sense no that does it makes complete sense it's like with that awareness when that awareness is conscious and we're bringing out of and i know people talk about this a lot is bringing it from the subconscious to the conscious it then gives us choice it then gives us choice as to whether we want to do that the same way or whether we would like to do it in a different way and then to have those emotions held if we choose to do it a different way, if we choose to let something go, what, you know, what do we need in order to let something go? What does it need to feel like, look like? What you know, internal supports do we need? Yeah, yeah, I love that. And, and the body knows, you know, for me, the body knows. You can feel it in your body, whether something fits, whether this is who you actually are. And it will actually release and let go of what is not you, what is not who you are, what doesn't fit for you. And mm -hmm. it is that, you know, it's getting to really feel in your body what that feels like, what it feels like when you, when you feel like a fit. And I love doing this with my clothes, you know, getting up in the morning, I think, okay, what feels good for me to wear today? And it's not about what looks good. It's what feels good in my body? What does my body want me to wear today? <laughs> now, is it comfy stuff or is it, you know, something dressy up or, you know, what feels good for me? And when I, when I go from, when I live from this perspective of what actually feels good, then everything seems to, the rest just seems to follow because I look good when I feel good. Mm. No, I love that. And I, I, I love that the body knows. And I know um, you've got a course around that. And it is, you know, we do, we intuitively know um, when we're being ourselves, when we're not being ourselves. And when we're not being ourselves because we have a fear for some reason that something bad will happen, there's something that gets shut off. There's something energetically that gets closed. We become less, we become more tired it's more difficult to make contact with somebody else because when we're being authentic I don't know we we can all automatically sense when another person is being authentic and sometimes we don't know why we can't have a conversation with somebody we just know that something's off and that's often around we are sensing that something in them is not being authentic and that's often you know, a protection mechanism potentially that they have, that they're holding themselves back, or maybe they're even using a wall of words to keep somebody at bay. And when that's not sort of authentically who they are, we 
connection becomes so hard because our body does know, our body knows intuitively whether someone is being and doing and saying what is really them. You know, you're talking about authenticity. So um, <laughs> I've got some fear coming up right now as we're speaking. Um, fear, right, and it's right in my tummy area. And it's this fear around, I don't know, it's, it's the fear around being seen and being heard and mm. being real is, you know, is being real on, am I enough? That when mm. am I enough as me, as I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm talking about my passion and I feel so passionate. So here's where the healing is coming in. So, right, I am, I'm able to be objective to notice, right, this fear is coming up around being authentic, being real. I have judgments coming up around uh, about key and the fear is wants to protect me here is the repression mechanism and um, you know the disconnection and um, and the judgments because it one it keeps me small it doesn't want me to speak it wants to protect me it wants me to hide a little bit uh, but as I'm talking about it with you I feel the safety I feel my my I feel the fear because my body wants to let this go and because I want to become more me, I want to become more authentic. Um, I'm still rambling a little bit. <laughs> mm. I notice I'm up in my head. I wonder if you check in what's happening with your body now almost. Yes. I'm, ex I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, that's a, I'm excited. I'm really excited yeah. because yeah. this is who I am. This is who yeah. I am. And actually, now that I'm excited, I'm really connected to who I am, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't mm. really care what anyone else thinks. This is who I am. This is my passion. I can feel this life force energy moving through me. I feel like I'm in flow and I'm excited and um, that energy is bubbling up and it really doesn't matter if anyone mm. listens to this or not because... <laughs> oh. I'm just excited. And that's really almost what authenticity is. It's kind of, it's stopping to focus on what's happening on the outside. It's really focusing on the inside of what we want. And I think it's such a beautiful question, you know, what do I really want? What, what really drives me? What am I passionate about? What do I want to say? What do I want to be? Instead, kind of as children, when we were unsafe, we're always looking on the outside and and beautifully protecting ourselves because that's what we needed to do in order to stay safe. But what it lands up is when we're adults, we're looking outwards and we're not looking inwards and we're missing all the things that what we need, what we're wanting, what we're wanting to do because we're so focused on still keeping ourselves safe. And I think that's really for me where that therapy comes in is to be able to take that view, heal the exterior view of those fears of what could come from the outside world to be able to look inwards and to deeply connect in with ourselves again yes and you know i really um you know, really echo your passion around that the passion around mm -hmm. empowerment and bringing the power back home isn't it back home to who we actually are as individuals as unique um as unique souls with our own gifts and and our yeah. own beauty our own individual individual beauty in who we are and it's taken that dependency 
that dependency from the outside and bringing it to freedom and mm. to the freedom within. Mm. Mm. I love that. Maybe it's a beautiful thing <laughs> to end on there. Yes. The freedom within. That's so freedom. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I can even when you say it, I feel like, oh, I can breathe out in my own body. Something relaxes. And it's the trust, yeah, trusting of that, that internal process. Yeah, I love that. And Megan, we could, we could talk and talk <laughs> about this for so long. So let's end on, on the freedom note. Yes, lovely. Well, lovely chatting. And yeah. yes, and we we'll let... see you all. Sorry, Harry. Yeah. We'll see everybody in our next podcast. We look forward to the next one. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Bye. Bye.